Podcast Answer Man, episode number 67. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Podcast Answer Man. Cliff Ravenscraft here. Thank you for all the wonderful feedback from episode 66 and 65. Many of you said that it was uh, exciting to hear the legend Bob Heil being interviewed uh, here in the studio by phone. I'll tell you that I'm still glowing from the honor of receiving a phone call from Bob and and uh, having him kind of give an endorsement of the the connection, the relationship between podcasters and and his products, and so uh, just very excited to uh, have recorded that episode, that interview with Bob. And if you haven't heard it yet, go back to episode number 65, check out the Podcast Answer Man there. If you've ever heard anything about the Heil PR40 microphone, the guy who designed it, built it, everything, was interviewed, episode 65, totally awesome stuff there. And then those of you who uh, gave us a lot of feedback regarding episode 66, which was the PodCamp Ohio breakout session where got together just a few other people in a, in a small room over there at the ITT Technical Institute, and we had a wonderful little, I guess, back-channel discussion of what we were learning, networking together, sharing ideas and thoughts, and, and many of you said that you picked up a few ideas and a few new websites as a result of that. I know that I walked away with some new information and... and uh, you know, I, I I finally, I think I finally got the plurk bug, and so I'm going to be talking about that in an upcoming episode of the Podcast Answer Man. Uh, but today, what I want to share with you is my talk that I gave at PodCamp Ohio, and the title of it was Podcasting as a Career. Now, the description that was printed in the program for PodCamp Ohio, it says that in this session, Cliff will share his story of how podcasting as a hobby eventually led him to leaving his career in insurance after 11 years to pursuing a career in podcasting and new media full-time. Don't miss this session as Cliff shares how he's been able to support his family, wife, and three young children through podcasting and new media. And so that's exactly what I did. This episode is just going to be my talk from PodCamp Ohio. And I'm not going to do anything at the end. So at the end of my talk, it's the end of this episode. And with that, uh, here's the talk from PodCamp Ohio that I gave. God bless. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Welcome to the uh, podcasting as a career session here at PodCamp Ohio. I'm glad that you guys all were able to choose our session. Come on in. Yes, this is Theory 4. All righty. Oh, no, you're fine. Just enjoy yourselves. So uh, basically, today I'm going to be talking about how I got into podcasting as a hobby and uh, the kind of just share a little bit of the story of how that progressed into a full-time career and basically how that all came about. And of course, I'm going to share with you some of the most frequently asked questions that I am often asked. And of course, I will take plenty of your questions as well. So with that, my name is Cliff Ravenscraft. Before January of this year, and I was an insurance agent in a very small family-run insurance agency. I was uh, an agent for 11 years of my life, and the uh, agency was a family-run agency where I was the son in that family, and it was my mom, my dad, myself, and my sister. In about 
five to six years from now, had I continued to stay in the insurance agency, I would be taking over about a $6 million book of business and making an easy six-figure income guaranteed, no problems, no questions asked. So I left all of that behind and now am podcasting and doing podcasting and new media work full-time as a career. And I have a wife and I have three young kids, eight, six, and three years old. A little more background I will let you know is, uh, gosh, back in 1996, I was called by God into the ministry. I I felt a calling in my life to be a minister. And so I started out as an associate pastor of a small Nazarene church. And of course, I did that part-time while working full-time as an insurance agent. Um, Moved out of that position and became the small groups pastor of um, a mega church in northern Kentucky where we live. And again, did all that voluntary, part-time, on the side, and uh, doing insurance work full-time. Now, something happened back in December of 2005. A couple months before that, I had been introduced to podcasting. I found my first podcast through uh, Leo Laporte, and I used to follow everything he did on Tech TV, ZDTV, or whatever TV it happened to be at the time. And I just absolutely loved Leo Laporte, and I loved a lot of the other personalities that were on this technology-based cable network, because that's where my heart and my passion was. I really love cutting-edge technology. I loved, I could sit there and watch that kind of programming or listen to that kind of programming nonstop and never get enough of it. I love to play with new technology. I remember my first computer was a Commodore VIC-20. I remember taking apart my first computer when I was 13 years old and just playing around with technology, always trying to figure out how things work. I'm the type of individual where, when it comes to technology, I've never read a book about technology. I've never read a book about a computer. And so everything I've learned how to do on the internet and through technology, I've learned by seeing the end result and then looking behind the curtains to see what they did in the code to make what you appear on the front uh, happen. And then I've learned how to reverse engineer everything. And that's pretty much my learning process. And, and so with all of this, it's, it's just like technology was just such a drawing passion for me. And when I saw Tech TV go down, I don't know, anybody in here ever watched Tech TV? All right. How many people in here just felt their heart sink when they learned that it was gone? Exactly. And so uh, it didn't take too long for me to just randomly one day check out Leo's blog at leoville.com. And then, of course, right around the end of Tech TV was when they were just starting to talk about this thing called podcasting. Well, with Tech TV gone, then all of a sudden I didn't have these voices that I turn to all the time to, tar- to talk about technology and what's the latest and the greatest anymore. I found Leo was doing a podcast of his KFI radio show at the time. And I also found through listening to that that he was doing, he getting ready to start this thing called This Week in Tech. And of course it was him and John C. Dvorak and, Leo and, and uh, Patrick Norton and Kevin Rose and, and a bunch of other people that were big names in the tech TV industry and this television geek tech network, okay? And so I'm like, no way, that's awesome. And so immediately I said, okay, I need to learn what a podcast is so I can hear this. 
And so I immediately started to do some Googling, and it's like I started to read. It's like okay, you can get it through a podcatcher. I started to find out about iTunes and 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 uh, things. It was called iPodder back then, and some other technologies that would allow you to subscribe to podcasts. And so I started to play around with that, and I subscribed to This Week in Tech. And then all of a sudden, one day I heard Leo Laporte talk about Father Roderick and Adam Curry and and all these other things because they were all talking about this new thing called uh, podcasting. And so, well, I want to learn more about this. And so I started listening to Adam Curry and I listened to this Catholic priest in the Netherlands named Father Roderick, who today is a friend of mine, which is really wild. It's just really neat because my, my eyes were opened to a whole new world of just free-flowing information. No longer did I have to worry about missing Leo Laporte on television to find out what he talked about on the screensavers, although they did play it several times. But what was cool is now I could be driving in my car, I could be walking on the treadmill, which you can tell I do that a lot, Uh, (laughs) doing anything in my ears. And the cool thing was with podcasting, I could listen to him when I want, where I want, it, the, the rules were all changed. I used to be a talk radio addict, okay? I listened to talk radio all the time. If I'm in the car, the radio is on. And there were times when I would go to a client's house and I would, I would be sitting in the, in the parking lot or in the driveway or wherever, and it's like, okay, I'm not going to go in until I finish hearing what they had to say. None of that existed for me anymore because now it's as simple as pushing pause on the, on the iPod player or the MP3 player or whatever happens to be. I no longer have anybody telling me when I'm going to listen to something, what I'm going to listen to on this station or that station. The rules were changed. I'm in total control over my content going into my mind, into my ears and everything. It completely cha- changed the way that I receive content. I, I found this podcast called The Transmission. Uh, I was watching the TV show Lost. I've been an avid blogger well before blogging ever existed, so I, I love the technology of blogging. And I used to blog a lot. And so I, one of the things I was blogging about was the TV show Lost. Anybody here watch the TV show Lost? One person. I, I was blogging about Lost. Every episode, I would sit there and say, okay, I'm going to go out to the internet I know that they showed us something in this one scene, and it, you, it only flashed for a second, and I am going to go get that screen capture, and I'm going to show everybody that's reading my blog that this was there, because they totally had to have missed this if you're just a casual viewer. And what would happen is just hundreds of people were coming to my blog just to see what I had found about the TV show. And it got me to thinking... You know what? All of this started to happen at the same time. It's like podcasting. I'm listening to podcasting. People are interested in, in uh, reading my blog entries, and I love to type and, and, and write out stuff and have people read it. But uh, one of the things that I learned a long time ago, and you probably already picked a little bit up on it, is that I like to talk. And I thought, oh my gosh, I could do a podcast. And so I started out with a, an, a, a cheap little HP laptop, and I went out to Walmart or Best Buy, I can't remember which, and I bought a, um, a little headset microphone and plugged it into the audio input on my computer, downloaded the program called Audacity, which was absolutely free, and I spoke into my first podcast recording on December 16th, 2005. And I said, folks, 
My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I just learned about podcasting not too long ago. I've been listening to these podcasts. I've been thinking about starting my own podcast. So this is my podcast, and it's called Generally Speaking. The reason why the title is called Generally Speaking is because I was thinking about, okay, I want to do a podcast, and I'm going to do a podcast, but I can't think for the life of me what to settle on. Should I podcast about the TV show Lost? Should I podcast about technology? Or should I podcast about my faith? And so, you know what? Rather than decide one or the other, how about what I'm going to do is it's going to be called Generally Speaking. And so one episode might be devoted all to Lost. One episode might be devoted all to technology. One episode. And, and what you'll it'll say episode 001, and then it'll say uh, Lost, dash, and then the title. Or technology, dash, the title. And I, was, I mean, I'm like OCD. I'm sitting there thinking, how am I going to do this so that people who only want to hear the Lost content only get the Lost content? Well, the first episode I did after that was a Lost podcast. And I got my wife and my next-door neighbor, Rachel. And the three of us sat down after an episode, after I had some time to research some stuff, and we talked about the show and all the stuff that I had found on the Internet. And we would, I mean, talking just having the most awesome conversation, just laughing, sharing our passion for this TV show. And I put it out on iTunes and made it available. And the first episode was listened to by three or 400 people right off the bat. And within no time at all, I had several thousand people. And I'm talking within the first three or four episodes. And so we, we had some immediate results from this lost podcast edition of the Generally Speaking podcast. And in essence, they, I had some people saying, you know what, I love this. You guys have to keep podcasting about Lost. In fact, if you keep podcasting about Lost and you set up a PayPal account, I will donate money to you to continue to podcast about Lost because the way you guys talk about it is fun and entertaining and I really get a lot of enjoyment out of it. I said, okay, we'll, we'll podcast about Lost. And it immediately became obvious to me that the Lost fans are very particular. They like Lost content. They don't like a lot of non-Lost content. So I realized very quickly that I was not going to be able to get by with putting other content into this feed. So I realized, you know what? This podcast, I'm going to make the official decision, and I think I did it by episode number three, uh, that this is the weekly Lost edition of the Generally Speaking Podcast Network at the time. You notice it says production now. But anyway, it was the, that's basically the progression of what happened. I started podcasting, and I called myself a podcast network when I only had one podcast. But the second one I started was called My Crazy Life. I wanted to just start a talk. I, I wanted to do something that was more in line with the generally speaking. And so I wanted to be able to talk about my faith. I wanted to be able to talk about technology and all of these other things. And start, So I started this podcast called My Crazy Life, which I think I'm right around episode number 200 and... 40 something of that podcast if you're interested. So I went from here down to My Crazy Life and My Crazy Life is, the way I explain it is it's, a, it's an audio journal and if you can imagine somebody taking their innermost thoughts, I mean without really editing any thoughts, stream of conscious, writing down their deepest thoughts and then all of a sudden if you can imagine if somebody were to lose that journal and somebody else pick it up and read it well guess what, that's My Crazy Life. That's what I do. I get in front of a microphone. I share all of my most exciting moments. I share some of my most vulnerable moments. There have been times when I've literally gotten in front of the microphone and cried. There have been times when, when I was downright depressed. I mean, it all goes into my crazy life. 
And so I started to share this. And the thing is, is I found that there were a lot of people who were interested in this podcast, who were interested in this podcast. But when I got into the faith-based stuff, that, you know, I don't mind listening. I really enjoyed listening to your life. But, you know, there's some of the stuff you want to talk about. It's, it's all very much Christian-oriented. Well, what I did is I started a third podcast called About the Church. And so this was a, was a podcast devoted simply to talking about Christianity and faith and, and, and just and never at the point of telling you what to believe and why you should believe it, but how I, what I believe and, and basically what I'm studying, what I'm learning, and how I struggle with or how I'm trying to live out my faith in my day-to-day life. And that became the About the Church podcast. And so what happened is I started to get just literally hundreds and then thousands of people who are listening to these podcasts. And what happened is I started to build relationships with people. It started out with email. Or well, actually, it started out with blog comments. Lots of people were leaving blog comments. I would actually do the podcast. I would release it into the blog. All the show notes would be in the blog. And we'd get to the point where we were running about 65, 70 comments for every podcast entry that I would put out there. And then all of a sudden, somebody says, Cliff, why don't you do a forum? And that way the conversations can be more threaded and they can continue, continue to go on. So we started a forum. Then all of a sudden people were interacting with each other in the forum and with me. I started to build relationships with people through interacting with email. People started emailing me a lot. And I found that after a while I had about four or 500 people that I'm interacting with on a weekly basis. Three or four hundred people on a weekly basis is a lot of people to interact with. And what I found is that I can't do it all. And so I tried to find a way to build a community where the people would interact with each other. And I'm not responsible for directly responding to each and every person. Which I will tell you, if you send me an email, I can guarantee you, you will get a response from me. Within 24 hours, pretty much guaranteed. I believe in that because I believe in relationships. And for me, I don't care if I have, right now we're running right between 20 to 30,000 people who download our podcasts. I don't care if I have 20 to 30,000 people. In fact, I'm really only ultra concerned right now with about 400 to 500 of them. Because 400 to 500 of them consider themselves to be a part of this, the gspn.tv community. And what that means is there are about 400 to 500 people, if you go to gspn.tv slash forum, you will see them there, and those are the same people you will see interacting with each other and with me at twitter.com slash gspn, who are also the same people you'll see interacting with me regularly through Facebook. You'll also see those are the same people in here that are interacting with me as I'm broadcasting live, recording shows on the internet, interacting with them during the show, taking their live calls while we're recording uh, at gspn.tv slash live. They're also the same people where uh, twice now we've, or no, three times now we've had Northern Kentucky meetups where we've had people travel from Chattanooga, Tennessee, from Michigan, from Chicago, from New York, from all over, from Texas, uh, a bunch of other states to where, you know, when I, we get together and we have what we call the, the lost season premiere party or we'll have this lost season finale party. 35, 40 people from all over come to Northern Kentucky traveling just to watch a TV show with me and my wife. That is the community. That is the the relationships that we're building with each other online. What happened was I was a pretty successful insurance agent. 
I, I loved my career in insurance prior to podcasting. I will tell you that. I, I absolutely loved insurance. I was ranked in the top 50 out of 14,000 agents with Grange Mutual Life Insurance. But the thing is, is what I found is that I was at the insurance agency working every day. And I was checking my email probably four, five, six times an hour, responding to people who were contacting me. Now, these weren't just like, hey, Cliff, what do you think about Lost? Oh, did you see that episode? And I'm not responding to that because that stuff I push off to the forum and I say, listen, I love the fact that you know, you're contacting me about the TV show, but really we do most of our content and discussion of that in the podcast. You know, why don't you post it to the forum? There are tons of people out there that will respond to that. And I think that if you could give, let everybody benefit from your theory, that would be awesome. But do me a favor. Anytime you want to email me personally, tell me what's going on in life and, and just share yourself personally, relationally. I'm here. I will respond to you. And so I had people, I had a guy in the Netherlands who emailed me and says, listen, Cliff, um, you know, I, I'd like to ask you if, if you don't mind, if it's not too personal, and tell me if it, if it is. You know, my mom's a Christian, and my dad's a Muslim, and they recently divorced, and neither one of them really practiced their faith much as I was growing up. And uh, now that my dad has met somebody new, and she's a Muslim woman, uh, she, he is now uh, reaffirming his life to the Muslim faith, and has said that if I don't also convert to the Muslim faith, that he will no longer have a relationship with me. He says, would you do me a favor? Would you t- please tell me, why do you, why do you believe that the Christian God is the tr- one true God. And I sat there, I said, do you mind if I record an episode of My Crazy Life? I'll leave your name out, I'll leave your location, I'll leave all those really personal details out. But do you mind if I answer, or, uh, take your question and then answer it in a podcast? And he says, sure. Well, actually, it turned out to be two podcasts, and you can go to gspn.tv, and up in the search box, you can type in the phrase, Finding Faith. And you'll see Finding Faith Part 1, and Finding Faith Part 2. And in that, I shared for the first time in my podcasting experience how I came to be a Christian and how I got to share that. And through that podcast episode, four months later, this guy calls me back or emails me back and says, listen, I don't know if you remember me. I sent you that thing. You answered it in the podcast. I want to let you know that a couple months ago, just after hearing your episode, I gave my life to Jesus Christ. I am now a Christian I finally, just recently, told my dad about it, and my dad still loves me and wants to have a relationship with me. And I found a great church, much like the one that you told me that I should look for, and I'm growing in my relationship and my understanding of who God is. That is what got me. That is what got me. I realized for the first time that God had called me to ministry, and I knew one day, and my mom and dad asked me to Come work for them in insurance. And the very first thing they asked me to do, they said, Cliff, will you come and help us get our computer network set up? Because we're, bu- we're buying this agency management software for our clients, and we have no idea what we're doing. We know that you know how to use technology, and you'll figure it out. And so can you do that? And I said, Mom, Dad, I will, as long as you'll promise me two things. And they said, what's that? Number one, you'll promise me that if I ever find an opportunity to, to do ministry full-time, Regardless of what the pay is, you will not give me a hard time if I choose to go into ministry full time. They said, okay, no problem. So number two, you promise me that you'll never try to force me to get my insurance license to sell insurance. And they promised me. 
Now the thing is, I got in there, I set, the, uh, set up the computer systems and everything, and, I, and it all worked out, and I'm sitting there just answering the phones and helping them out with customer service, and my dad says, well, you know, you're already quoting these policies for me and stuff like that, and you're just giving me the quotes. Do you realize that you could probably make a couple extra thousand dollars just if you had your license? Because right now, I technically can't pay you for those quotes, but if you were to call them back and give them the quote, which is basically, you quote it, I call them, give them the price, they come in, sign the papers, and it's done. If you go out and get your license, you could have that commission. And I'm like, really? And so I did it. And I'll be honest with you, I got, I got into auto and home and property and casualty insurance for the money. I got into life insurance later for the, the travel benefits. I, eventually I learned there was more to this than the money and the travel benefits, and I started to think about the people's lives that were there. And I went to a lot of um, sales training seminars, very, very awful sales training seminars, things that were just completely against every single principle and value that I have. As far as sitting, I mean, putting yourself in a situation where you're sitting in a certain way, putting yourself in their personal space and to throw them off of their comfort zone so that eventually you can put that pen and that piece of paper for a big, huge, gigantic life insurance policy in their face and they will sign it. And then you get the big commission check. And by the way, and if you only sell five of those, you can live for the year. And so, you know, I did, it's, it's like, that is not right. And so I decided I would not do that. And, and so I started to feel this pressure about, you know, what am I in this for? Am I in here to hurt or to serve people and help people? Or am I in this just to make money? And is this all about money? And I will tell you, it was very appealing for me to think about taking over the agency, this very successful agency, um, to, to making lots of money and, and all those other things. And I'm not opposed to making lots of money, trust me. I'm not. But what I realized is that I definitely felt like there was something more important in life. And it was relationships with people, and it was sharing my life in such a way that it made a difference. It, and basically, this is what it all came down to. I found out through podcasting the reason why I was spending all day long at the insurance agency checking email, checking the forums, and, and all these other things. Because I felt a calling in my life to be a, per, a person who entertains people, educates people, encourages people, and inspires people. And every single day, I was getting emails about people that tell me, Cliff, I listen to you, and I just want to say thank you because you enhance my entertainment value in this TV show, this TV show, this TV show. And, and you guys are just so entertaining. And, and I would, you know, and the reason why I support what you're doing or donate to what you're doing or whatever is because I would pay for entertainment that I get at a, at a movie theater. Why shouldn't I pay you? And then um, I was told, and I, I had a hard time ca catching this, but a lot of people told me that they follow me and listen to everything that I'm doing because they're inspired to do something better, to better themselves because of what they see me doing. And I'm like, really? No way. And it took me a long time, and people were starting to say, Cliff, you don't understand this. I listen to you. You know, one day you're going to be doing this full time. And I'm like, whatever. I, I really, I seriously thought it was a joke. Uh, but people would tell me over and over again, you're going to do this one day for a living. This is what you're going to do. And eventually one day, my commission checks at my insurance job were like this. I mean, I was making no commission. Zero. Because I wasn't selling anything. I got to the point where all I would do at my job would be service the current clients I already had. 
And I, I would give them the best service that anybody could ever give them. But I had no desire, no drive in me ever anymore to go out and make a new sale. And that did something to me. One of the things I feel strongly about is that I'm called to be a, um, an honest employee. And I believe that if my job and my career, whether my mom and dad is my employer or not, my job, my career is paid to not only do the customer service work for the agency, but also to help grow the agency financially so that the agency can be profitable. It's a business. Then for me to not sell equates, in my mind, to stealing from the company. If I'm spending four or five hours of my day answering email, encouraging others, inspiring others, and, and entertaining others, and all this stuff, and all I'm thinking about is podcasting, then in my mind, if I'm spending all those hours over there, I am stealing from the family business. At least that was what was going on in my head. And I tell you, this is where the My Crazy Life stuff started getting really... I mean, this is where I'm like, guys, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm struggling here. I don't know what to do. I mean, I'm, it, it's, it's not like I haven't realized that I have no drive. I'm trying to get a drive. I'm trying to build... Well, I don't know what happened. And, and just through the support and encouragement of my pastor, of my wife, um, some, some very close people to me, I just asked them to, to come along and, and just pray with me and pray for me and, and, and to work this out. And I said, I said honestly, I said, there's absolutely no way, no way do I see right now that I can make a living doing this. Just not, I see maybe five years down the road, but not right now. It's just not possible. And so, uh, let's see here. I should probably get some new AA batteries. Don, would you open these for me? And bring me two of them when they're open? (laughs) Thank you. So um, anyway, I, I got to the point where I realized, you know, I am not doing what I should be doing, and there's no way I can make this. So what do I do? And I decided it was June of 2007, last year. It was a year ago. It was a year ago. I decided I'm going to quit pursuing podcasting. I'm only going to podcast for the fun of it. I'm no, I mean, I was making some money doing podcasting, and I was pursuing a couple things, had some sponsors here and there. And I decided, you know what? This is taking too much. I cannot... I cannot do this anymore. I have to focus all of my energy and all of my attention. I'm going to ignore any email that comes in regarding the podcast between the hours of 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. During the day, no way whatsoever am I going to do anything podcast-related. Absolutely nothing. And here's, here's the situation. What happened? I became the most depressed individual you'll ever meet. I literally lost all passion for life. I'm not kidding. I woke up in the morning and I thought to myself, I need to get out of bed and I need to go to work. But I don't want to. You know, I have a beautiful wife and I have three kids and, and I should be excited and I should be exuberant about the fact that they're healthy and that we have this wonderful house and that in today's economy that I have a job that provides me such security and all of these other things. And I tried to pump myself up. I tried to encourage myself. I tried to inspire myself to no avail. I mean, I literally went months just treading along. I couldn't do it anymore. And so for me, what happened was I got to the point where I, I, I decided... I have to do something. And I felt to myself, I said, Stephanie's like, 
or Stephanie, my wife, by the way, she comes to me and she goes, Cliff, you're absolutely miserable and you're a pain in the butt to live with right now. And she goes, there is no doubt in my mind that eventually down the road, you will be doing podcasting, new media work full time. No doubt whatsoever. And there is absolutely no reason right now that we shouldn't give it everything and do this. And so I think it's episode number 150 of My Crazy Life. And I, if you want to, go listen to it. And if, that, if that's not it, um, email me, cliff at gspn.tv. I will get you the right episode number. We recorded the most difficult podcast I've ever recorded in my life. It was the night that we had decided I was going to go and talk to my dad the next day and tell him that I want to put in a 90-day notice, that I'm going to leave the insurance career behind, and I'm going to go into podcasting new media full-time. And can I tell you something? I had no clients. I had no sponsors. I had no way of making any money whatsoever, no clue about how I was going to make money. I just knew one thing for a fact, that it was what I was supposed to do. That's all I knew. I knew that my, my calling in life at that point was entertaining, educating, encouraging, and inspiring other people. And I was getting confirmation left and right from all the people that would listen to any of these shows. I mean, th- there's something... There's, I mean, if you look at this, these podcasts are not podcasts on my network produced by all the different people. What you see here are 17 podcasts. I produce all of them. The reason why is because I feel compelled all the time to share my life. If I read a book, I want to not just read the book to better myself. I want to immediately turn the microphone on and share what I'm learning about that book with other people. Matter of fact, going through this whole process in my crazy life from 150 on, you get to hear what it's like for somebody who's decided, who has no understanding of how to run your own business. Do you do all your sponsors yourself? Yes. You don't use like like Todd Cochran's agency or anything. I looked into all of those. All of them offered me contracts. I had to turn them all down because of my my method of going forward, based upon relationships and not 150,000 subscribers. They, the the networks wanted they they could all they all offered me the fact that they could make me tons and tons of money from big corporation sponsorships if I would instead of doing this, I would go to maybe this this and this and if I did three shows and grew the audience to those three shows to 150,000 people I could probably make $150,000 a year in sponsorships and I said you can't take these away you can't these are who I am and so I I didn't go that route Um, yeah I'd I'd like actually I would like to do what you turned down Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, can you could you talk a little bit all of a sudden to jump to sponsors and this kind yeah. of? Yep. How did you make these these? Sure. These, how does that work? Well, here's the thing. Just wanted to give you the understanding of because none of this makes sense unless you hear the background of, of of how I got into this. So let me just tell you the the number one question: How in the world are you going to make a living doing podcasting? The most annoying question I ever heard from September of 2007 all the way through January 1st. Every single time somebody asked me that question, my heart sunk deeper and I thought, what in the world have I gotten myself into? How do I make money? I will go ahead and start sharing that part of the story. Podcasting as a career and what I've learned. Number one, I learned sponsorship by going to all the other things, of course, somebody in here already mentioned they attended today a wonderful session on sponsorship. 
Well, I'll tell you what. If you want to make $20 a week with your podcast through uh, gotomeeting.com, you can certainly do that today. Okay? Anybody here can live off of $20 a week? No. Sponsorships, I learned very quickly. The only way you're going to make a living doing sponsorships is through one, at the most, two shows with an audience of 150,000 or more people. Now, with that, I will tell you that that is going to change about five to seven years from now. You will be able to have an app, a podcast with a thousand subscribers and you'll be able to make a living. If it is a niche audience and those people are so devoted to that very niche. Um, Runner, Runner's Endurance Radio is one of them that's, that's become really popular. You know, it's basically endurance runners. Listen to this podcast about endurance running. And of course, people who sell energy supplements for people who are runners. If you have two or 3,000 people who listen to that podcast, guess what they will do? They will pay you money to reach that demographic. It, this, this right here I learned is very difficult. Number one, you have to spend time and you have to call them. Uh, what I decided was that I was not going to go towards sponsorships. I kind of said, you know what, I'm not going to not do sponsorships, but I'm not going to depend on sponsorships. So here's what I decided. This is where I would put all my eggs. I'm not going to, uh, you know what, I do this for the passion. All of this, I would do this if I didn't make a penny. I mean, it, it, in fact, I did <laughs> for, two and a, for two years, okay? I, would, I wouldn't mind going out and getting a job selling myself out as a consultant. So for $95 per hour, $95 per hour, you can hire me to teach you how to podcast. And some people look at that and they said, yeah, right. And you know what? Those people, I say, well, you know what? Go to podcastanswerman.com and I'll teach you how to podcast for free. But if you don't want to listen to hours of content about me doing podcasting, you can spend just a couple hours with me at $95 an hour and I'll teach you how to do it. And you know what? I have a lot of people who pay me $95 an hour to consult them on podcasting. Not only that, so this became pretty successful for me. One of the things I realized is that in my consulting, a lot of my clients wanted my expertise in the area of what equipment to use for their specific needs. Well, I started buying equipment and building that into uh, packages, and I came across this wonderful professional broadcasting audio equipment supply company that said, Cliff, I'll tell you what, you're ordering so much equipment from us that we would like to bring you in as a dealer. And you won't have to do any inventory. You take the orders. You call us. We'll, put, we'll open you up a credit account. You, you will, we will directly ship to them blind, which means that none of their name goes on anything, only my name. They get the product. It appears that it comes from me. They invoice me. I invoice the client. And once a month, I pay them. I make a great deal of profit from equipment sales. Don, do you know who called me uh, two days ago? I believe it was a man named Bob Heil. Bob Heil. Bob Heil from Heil Sound called me personally Two days ago, out of the blue, I had no idea it was coming. He called me personally to thank me for all the sales of Heil microphones. And so that was amazing to me. So equipment sales is another way that I made money. 
One of the things I realized is, how many people in here think that $95 an hour is too much to learn how to podcast? Well, number one, you can come here and do it for free, right? The truth is, is you can go online and learn how to do it for free. I still believe in every single, I believe that I am worth every single penny of this because of two and a half years of experience and all the things that I did wrong, you're going to avoid because I did it all wrong and I'm going to tell you how to do it right the first time. And you're not going to have to spend all the time that I did scouring the internet, staying up until 4 o'clock in the morning, five days a week, trying to figure out how to make all this stuff work. But there are still some people out there that I realize that are in my community that I don't, they, they can't afford to pay me $95 an hour. And you know what? They, they need a little bit more than they're getting from podcastanswerman.com, which is my podcasting on, podcast on podcasting. So instead, I created these things called webinars. And so for $75, if you're a non-GSPN.TV Plus member, or if you are a Plus member, for $50, you get two hours, sometimes up to three hours, if you need to stay afterwards and ask me additional questions, I share my desktop with you and nine other people. And for $75 or $50, you get to attend my Podcasting 101, my WordPress for Podcasters 101, my open lab where you can ask me any questions about how to do Skype recordings and, and not lose your recordings, audio recording for PC users 101, and I also do free equipment consultation webinars. You know, I make anywhere between $500 to $750 for two hours of my time. That's another way that I learned as a podcaster I can make money. The truth is, though, let me tell you something. Go to CorvetteChief.com sometime. I love this client. Oh, dear Lord. Okay, five minutes or less and I'm out of here. Okay, so CorvetteChief.com. Dave McClellan, Chief Engineer of Corvette from 1975 to 1992. He was my first client. Best client I could ever dream of having because he's so high profile. And uh, basically, he's preserving the history of the Corvette in an audio podcast. He pays me not. He paid me not only ninety-five dollars an hour to set up his website, to set up his RSS feeds, to consult him, to get. And not only did he buy all this professional audio equipment for his studio and his home, but he does not want to do the production work. He wants to go out and record interviews with ninety-year-old people who worked on the Corvette creation, and he does that. And then he calls me up on the phone and says, Cliff, I'm ready to have you walk me through once again how to FTP up this recording. And I bring it down and I listen to it and I edit it down to an episode, taking out all the ums and the ahs and the interruptions and the, all that other stuff. And I put it out on the podcast for him. Guess what? Word gets out. Next thing you know, I'm doing too much of this. I'm doing so much of this, I'm getting burned out. And, and I'm sitting there thinking, I've lost my passion. These shows are my passion. And somebody asked me, they said, Cliff, where do you want to be in five years from now? And it wasn't here, it wasn't here, and it wasn't here. So that's where this came from. I said, you know what, in five years from now, I want to do this for a living. I want to be entertaining, educating, encouraging, and inspiring to people all around the world. And I would love to make a living doing that full time. The person says, where do you want to see yourself in five years? I knew the answer immediately upon him asking it. And he says, do me a favor. He says, listen, every single day, take one step, one baby step towards making that a reality. And that's where this came from. GSPN.TV plus membership. 
I release a lot of content. I build a lot of relationships with a lot of people. And they love what my wife and I do. And they believe in what my wife and I do. And, and especially, even more so, this stuff right here, the faith-based stuff that I do. I'm reaching tens, and thou- tens of thousands of people every week with our content. And you know what? Somebody said, Cliff, why don't you, char- why don't you consider charging? No, don't charge for all of this content. But instead, for $10 a month, you'll give them additional content that nobody else gets. Additional contents for no... So you don't pay $10 a month for any one of our podcasts. Every one of these podcasts listed on here, you can subscribe to all of them in iTunes for free. And in every one of them, you will get free content. A majority of all the content on all of them for free, if not all of the content. In fact, we do have sponsors now. Mardell.com. M-A-R-D-E-L.com. Guess what they are? Christian Online Bookstore. They believe in all of the stuff that we're doing. I make, I won't tell you how much, but I make a good deal of money per episode. I don't do CPM. In fact, I was just in Investor's Business Daily. You can go to, uh, in fact, just do um, Insurance Agent Lost Obsession and do that as a search in Google and you'll find me on Investor's Business Daily. But anyway, I'm making money from this. Uh, I started this just about a month and a half ago. I have 125 people paying me $10 a month right now. My goal is to get to 1,000 by the end of next year. I'll be making $10,000 a month doing this. That's how I do podcasting and new media for a living. But until then, honestly, what is 10 times 125? $1,250 a month. That does not feed a family of five. So until then, I would ask each of you guys to consider if you need consulting, equipment sales, you'd like to sponsor, uh, if you want me to do production for you, if you'd like to attend a webinar, or if you want to start listening to this stuff and you really believe in what I'm doing, consider becoming a Plus member. And that's my talk. Thank you.